1000. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Welcome in on a beautiful Saturday morning. It's Mark Zander, Brian Hanley on ESPN 1000. So glad you're joining us. 312-332-3776 is the number if you'd like to join the conversation. Lots to get to today. Good morning, Mr. Zander. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm doing terrific, and I'm glad to see that Carlos Erdan is doing uh, better. He was out there, and yeah, the pitch count was a little high for five innings, and the velocity maybe not as high as you'd like, but it was a, a good start. Step in the right direction, Brian. Absolutely. Step in the right direction. Yeah, and uh, Kopech, Mr. Kopech, he uh, looked good. A couple strikeouts. He faced uh, just a couple in uh, one hit off of him and uh, one walk, but a couple strikeouts. So he looks better as well. So very encouraging out of those two arms. Yeah, I think, uh, did I see that uh, the velo, as is, uh, is Rodan likes to re, uh, refer to the velocity, was up to, what, 97.8, which I believe was a frequency you might have worked on at some point. Um, but, <laughs> 97, yeah, actually, 97.9, you're close. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, he'd been down around 95, 96, so it was up maybe a couple of miles, a couple of ticks, as he said. Not exactly the 100 you like to see, but hopefully that's coming. And so some of those 8 to 10 pitch, 12-pitch uh, at-bats, uh, worked that count up to 86 pitches, but they got through five, and he got through yeah. 86 pitches, and off you go. And then, you know, hopefully, because I know you were concerned last week when we last spoke yeah. that um, he might not be available to be part of your playoff rotation, but you could live with that. You'd like to live well, with yeah. 98 to 100. Ab- sure. Look, absolutely. He's moving in the right direction. He had some nasty stuff. Uh, Rafael Devers <laughs> threw his helmet down in disgust. After he uh, swung through a slider that just dropped out and just dropped uh, from being a strike. So, yeah, he had some nasty stuff. He's looking good. Um, you, you know, that was that's what we needed to see. Right. A little more rest. Maybe he gets a little more velo back. But what he did last night was a nice rebound. Yeah, and I don't know where Eloy thought he was going uh, last night on second base <laughs> yeah, with the sore knee. I know, but good yeah. to see him back out there anyway. That that was just well, a yeah, bizarre like, play, yeah, a bizarre, a, a bizarre uh, incident where he gets, you know, uh, beamed with a, a foul ball off the warning track into the dugout, right. and there goes the knee, and he goes there. Down goes Eloy. Well, it made and, me nuts that it's like, okay, who told him to take that lead off? Where are you like, going? Uh, yeah, you got a bad knee. Uh, yeah. You got a bad Yeah, meal. yeah. Look at third. Look at him telling you, get back. What are you doing? <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> I know people want him to be a designated hitter. Do you have to have a designated runner now, too? Uh, you know. Yeah, right. What do you think you are, T.A.? Do you think you're uh, Billy Hamilton? Come on now. Get back. Miguel DLNA back in the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> designated comes base stealer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah we don't need that right whole fleet. Come on, we don't need that. <laughs> anyway, White Sox, you know, got to win some series here. I mean, it's not just not just the road series. Uh, Tony said it. Time to tighten things up. Let's go. You know, we there's just uh, there's too much too much uh, too many things each week where you say, "Come on, we got to be better at that. We got to be better at that." But 
you know, look, they still, they're still 11 games up in the division. So they picked up a game since we last spoke, I think. So, yeah, they did. And the magic numbers going down and that's all fine and good, but we're still 12? going to, fi- we're still going to face those really good teams in the playoffs. And we really have to find a consistency against good teams with winning records. That is my major concern. Now, there are a lot of Sox fans that say, hey, you know what? Don't worry about it. Forget about it. We'll get there. We'll do it. We'll get there. I would just like to see us build up a little head of steam moving into the playoffs. And we're fast approaching the middle of September. Yeah, Tony LaRusse is right there with you. I mean, he keeps reminding everyone we, we've got to be better than this. And guess what? They've got to be better than this. So um, it's good. They've got a few more weeks to, to work things out, get more guys back in. It's would have been nice to see Chris Sale going tomorrow night against uh, Lynn, but boy, they've had a tough time with uh, COVID in uh, the Red this Sox is locker Chris room. Chris Sale's second one, and and you know they're not saying whether he's vaccinated or not. My money is on no. Uh, yeah, um, I think that's a solid guess there, Brian. Yeah, let me ask you this: the NHL, usually not the league you think uh, pioneering and doing what I would believe to be the the right thing, but taking the lead in this. Yep. Um, they are going to put players, unvaccinated players who test positive for COVID will be unpaid. They will be on unpaid leave. If you're vaccinated and have a breakthrough case, you will be on paid leave as if you were on the IR or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you did what they thought you should do. But if you're unvaccinated and you want to take your chances on that and you're unavailable to the team, you're not going to get a paycheck. And so I don't know, you know, if they had to go to the union and, and, uh, negotiate this and the, the players association you know, look the nhl union i would bet strongest. they must have right i mean that must have been a conversation they they had to have well the nhl union is uh, if you lined up all the uh the you know strongest to weakest player associations i think nhl would pull up the rear uh and, and major league baseball probably be the number one uh strongest uh Players Association, mm-hmm. but maybe with President Biden coming out and saying any company that employs more than 100 people, will that make, I, I, I didn't see the details on this, any companies and, and, and teams and in, in, uh, leagues with unions, does that supersede, if, if it's an executive order, does that supersede uh, collectively bargained agreements? Because yeah, well, the president says... It would seem to, but I, I certainly right. don't have all the details either. And then you have the Canadian teams. And you can't have a uh, you know uneven operating right. procedure through the two countries. So it will be interesting. Right. But as you mentioned, this is more of a dictate within the NHL. And look, right. I mean, it's all about money, right? If you have a team where COVID runs rampant, you have to cancel games. There, right. there are refunds that have to be given or a postponement. Everything has a dollar value attached to it. And what the NHL is doing is basically saying, look. We're not playing that game. Right, yeah, we're right. Not, we're not going to rearrange right. everything because a few people decided you make your choice. And see, that's the thing, too. Yeah. A few people's choices may, may, uh, will affect others. Right. And that's what this right. whole it's... thing comes down to. And it's great. People can make their own personal choice, but there's going to have to be yeah, you know, and understanding that there are going to be losses or changes or or something, somebody's going to have to fill that gap for those losses. You know, and that segues perfectly into September 11th, uh, Mark. And we're going to talk plenty of bears before we get out of here at 11 o'clock. But you know, as horrific as September 11th, 2001 was, and and you know, everyone is remembering 20 years. To the day uh, where they were, 
you know, what, what it felt like. Yeah, it's to, one of those things that you will always, if you're of a certain age, Absolutely. you're going to know exactly what you were doing at that moment. You actually realized what was happening in driving downtown today. There were many, many signs, lots of TV coverage. So this is certainly a day of remembrance 20 and, years and ago. I, here's yeah. what I remember in, in the most positive of ways in my lifetime. Never has this country been more unified. Never. Certainly as agree. we were in the ensuing yeah. days, months, that the feeling that we were all Americans, the, the feeling you had towards your neighbors, toward people you didn't even know on the street, the, I mean, the absolute coming together. I mean, there, there, was, there were kindnesses that you would, you went out of your way to show kindness to people, right? I mean, it, it went on for months. And that's the one thing that, that, you know, I'm reminded of all the time when you think about September 11th. You would certainly remember the planes going into the, the World Trade Center. But I, unfortunately, it took that to bring us all together. And in a day and age now where we are a, seemingly a very divided country on, on COVID and politics and whatever you want to mm-hmm. pick, mm-hmm. that truly, to me, was a feeling like I've never had before or since about being an American and, and being everyone being in this together. Um, you know, I, I, it, that, that, that was, unfortunately, it wasn't, it, it was too short-lived. But for a time, it really was a sense of, you know, togetherness. Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, it took something that horrific to bring us all together. But we were all together at that time. I, you know, I, as, as you're talking about this, I, first of all, I totally agree. I, I had those feelings, too. I think, uh, you know, all the differences melted away and it was basically us versus you know, whoever did this to us. And I wish that we can remember that feeling and not attach it to a tragedy and just carry that through. And maybe today in remembrance might, you know, that that would be a miracle. But certainly I think everybody should remember the way the country came together after that. I mean, I I remember where I was, uh, you know, at Tyler, you you certainly have remembrances of this. You're probably a young guy, right? When this I, I remember nothing from this day it really is, yeah. were, you, were you in kindergarten then i was four in five? preschool yeah you so were in preschool i would have been four years old okay they certainly yeah. did not turn on the tv and explain that to you in preschool no. thankfully no. okay thank you they tyler did they have formal uh uh lessons as you grew up through school uh remembering 9-11 was that yeah. part of your, your studies yeah there were history classes and i believe it was the i'm trying to remember back now probably the the 10th anniversary of 9-11 I was in high school I want to say and I remember it was being brought to the forefront then with us and and learning a little bit more about it but it was in history textbooks and all that stuff so that's really where my education of it comes from I remember nothing from the day I don't even remember the the days after it I don't remember there being any sort of big event that had happened in American history really the world's history at that time I just remember one day, I used to go to this one breakfast restaurant with my dad all the time, and, and we'd go like every Saturday. And I just remember one Saturday there at the the counter where you pay. All of a sudden, one day there was an American flag there, and it was like a a nine eleven commemorative American flag, and that's the only real thing I remember about. Hey, there's something big that sort of happened that I knew nothing about. Now, well, I remember. 
the White Sox were trying. They had just landed in New York at 2 a.m. that morning after yeah. playing in Cleveland. So, you know, obviously their series was canceled immediately, and, and Kenny Williams was trying to get the team out of New York, and all the planes were grounded, So they and all the rental cars. I mean, you couldn't find transportation. Like, every rental car in the in country was uh, taken as soon as people realized yeah, they were at Grand Central Terminal, and that was like five miles away. But they had a straight line of uh, viewing to what was happening, and yeah, uh, they got in the middle of the night, and they were groggy when all of this was happening. They were out of town, and uh, I think it was Casson uh, it was his last name who arranged for all the travel. They were out of town at eight a.m. They boarded buses on September twelfth. And made yeah. their way towards Chicago. I, they, that hotel is part of Grand Central, as you said. And yeah. uh, I used to stay there when I covered baseball with the teams. And as a side, as a sidebar, there was a guy who ran a men's clothing store like two doors down from the uh, from the hotel. Mm-hmm. And it was a tradition of his to when the team, the opposing team bus was leaving the hotel to make it its way to the Yankee Stadium, he would come out and moon the bus <laughs> every single time. Uh, how very New York. Yeah, it's so New York, right? And then he'd go back in and try to sell someone a tie. It, it very, was just, I'm like, what is this guy doing? He, yeah. he does it all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just who he is. And but uh, I do remember uh, about a week or so later, I was covering the NHL at the time, and the Blackhawks were going to play a preseason game down in uh, Carolina. And I remember getting on that first flight, um, to go down there and the pilot walking down the length of the plane and basically eyeballing every passenger he'd made a, a, a you know uh, he got on the a pa and basically said if you see something say something yep. you know yeah you know, whatever but then he walked down and he, if he didn't if he, if he didn't feel comfortable with someone just you know basically profiling somebody if he didn't feel comfortable with somebody on that plane, the plane wasn't going anywhere or that person was getting off the plane. And yeah, it was that. a very scary time. I, I actually uh, uh, make a, uh, a long story very short. I actually have a uh, cousin who is a pilot and he was traveling that day. And uh, I happened to live next to him. <laughs> um, uh, and, and I ran over there to my cousin's wife and said, where is he? And it turned out he was in India. And they were mm. grounded for like a week, and they finally found a way to commandeer a plane and get all the United employees back. So it was this really, really touch-and-go situation. So, yeah, it, it, we all know somebody affected, whether your job directly affected. And there was a time where I seemed to remember meeting so many people that knew somebody that knew somebody that actually perished in one of the towers or, you know, somewhere. So sure. it was. it was just... I, I I'm I can't believe it's been 20 years, but I can't believe it's 20 years, and I think we just need to remember, and uh, we re- need to remember how United uh, this uh, unfortunate tragedy uh, did make us in the following uh, days, weeks, and a few years there. Well, we are united in our idea that the Bears are going to beat the Rams, right? <laughs> Everyone's on board with that? Ah, yeah, you know, that's not the word I'd use. Okay, because yeah, because no one believes the Bears are going to beat the Rams, and we have some Twitter polls. So if you want to go to ESPN one thousand on Twitter, and uh, we have a couple of Twitter polls. One, even if you don't think the Bears are going to win the game, which would make you among the majority of people writing and uh, projecting on this game and, and picking these games, um, would you bet the Bears plus seven and a half? Because that that's the line currently. 
Would you bet the Bears plus the points tomorrow night? Yes or no? And this speaks to whether the Bears can actually win. And unfortunately, when I saw the Bears total, the projection for the Bears total points tomorrow, Mark, too many times I saw this last year. The Bears are projected over under 19 points. Again, the league average last year, I think, was 27-28. And I thought I thought we were past that. I thought we were going to be better than that this year. And look, that speaks to the Rams' defense, obviously, and Aaron Donald. But that's where they, the odds makers have placed the Bears' total points. So the the Twitter poll question is: Would you bet the Bears over or under? Would do you think the Bears are going to best nineteen points tomorrow night? Yes or no? So yeah, if you want to jump in three one two three three two three seven seven six, we'll take your call after the break, and I certainly will let you know where I stand on these issues. And Justin, we we talked about this for the last couple of weeks. The Forty ers are doing uh, co QB ones. Now I don't think the Bears have that anywhere uh, along in their meetings. They haven't even discussed that. But the idea uh, last week we talked, would you even have a package, a, a Justin Fields package, where you get him in there for a series or a couple snaps anyway? And Sean McVay said he is certainly planning on that, and he is uh, preparing for that, to, to see Justin Fields. So our uh, third Twitter poll question, will we see Justin Fields tomorrow night? Yes or no? Because the Rams uh, coach says he expects to see him at some point, doesn't know how much or how often or how early. But um, maybe that's gamesmanship as well. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. You can weigh in on those uh, questions and uh, join the conversation on ESPN One Thousand. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN One Thousand. Mark Zander, Brian Hanley, we're glad you're with us on ESPN 1000. You can also check us out on the ESPN Chicago app. Check out all the great programs and podcasts right there. It's so simple to use. So you take us with you when you're out and about on a Saturday morning. And uh, you can check out Mark Zander at Zander Rocker, one word, one R, in the middle of that. Zander Rocker, and uh, that's on Twitter. And also, I'm at, at Brian Hanley 534. And uh, what's the 534, Brian? That is the address of the home that I grew up in. My mom and dad had nine kids and lived there for 50-plus years. Okay. So why not? We always refer to I thought to that was your five- jersey number. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, 534. I never got in the game. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, that we all refer to it as 534, even though uh, we've since uh, sold and, and moved out because we're all old people now. Um, <laughs> So primetime game tomorrow, and um, I've yet to see any national uh, expert, uh, NFL expert, pick the Bears to win this game against the Rams. And, you know, all the numbers, Mark, would make the case that they can't win this game, right? Uh, Sean McVay's offense, the Rams' defense. How about the scary part is... Kyle Shanahan was hoping to get Matt Stafford from Detroit, right? And here comes Matt Stafford now, not wearing a Lions uniform, is uh, running the Rams offense. And Kyle Shanahan said on a podcast this week that he had done intense film study on Matt Stafford and never really thought he was all that good. And he comes out of that film study because he was trying to figure out if he wanted to make a play for him or not, saying the guy's underrated. And he is truly the man, and he's much, much better than Kyle Shanahan even believed before he really dove into the X's and O's and broke down all the plays he could get his hands on. 
So that should scare you that Sean McVay has got maybe, uh, certainly has to be a rejuvenated, excited Matt Stafford to be on a team that's actually projected to be a playoff team. I can't imagine how that is going to look. It's going to be all positive. You're right. I mean, he was a he was a very, very good quarterback on a very, very bad team for a long time. And, uh, yeah, this has got to be a new lease on life, and we're going to see an even better quarterback. I thought he was good. I thought it was easy to see that he was a solid quarterback, even with the Lions. But I think that this was a probably – this might be the trade of the se- uh, off season. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it was the first trade that got all, all it, the was, going, it was, it right? was. Yep. Yep. We yeah. were kind of waiting to see what pieces would fall. And that was the first one. And I, I, I'm just wondering if there's anybody in Detroit that's like, yes, we've got Jason Goff over, uh, over him. I, I don't think it, Dan Campbell, the, the meathead coach is even thinking that. Um, right, 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 right. So, so it gets worse for Detroit, unfortunately, but yeah, this is going to be tough. And uh, the defense for the Rams, we've, we've talked about it over and over and over. So how people could even think that the Bears are going to win? I've got a problem even with the, um, you know, the points. I don't think that, uh, you know, they're, they're giving us seven and a half points. I'm not taking that. Are you? Well, by by kickoff, it might be eight and a half or nine. Um, if everyone's going to follow the money so far, right? Everyone right. really thinks the Bears think the, the Bears have no shot here. You know, the, the points of, of the Bears over under 19, again, is a red flag to me because we were told that it has, it's going to get better and it has to be better. And here comes Andy Dalton, the, the pro's pro, and he will identify – uh, defenses. He'll know when to make a play, when to get rid of the ball. He'll be much better than Nick Foles was or Nick, Mitch Trubisky was. Um, here comes Matt Nagy back. Uh, you know, you had the, the terrific cuts from Matt hanging with Hurt and talking about how he benched himself when he was uh, play calling last year and the things weren't going well. So he, he turned the turned the play calling over to Bill Lazor. Mm-hmm. But now took it back because you know it's a new season and uh, he's, he's better be fine. now apparently. Yeah, he had a timeout. He had his timeout. He had his timeout. Well, you know, here's the thing. Matt Nagy has been promoted as an offensive guru. Just ask him. You know, he'll be the first to tell you about how all things went in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes and grooming him. And, you know, he finally got to do play calling for, I think, all six quarters before Ryan Pace uh, went and, and hired him away. Right, right. I have come to the conclusion that. We were so starved, and I was actually on with Waddle this past week, and mm-hmm. we were talking about this. I think that we were so starved for somebody that was an offensive guru that we took, you know, him and and not really him at his word, but we had hope because we had heard something. We have attached that to him, and now he's embraced it so much he's turned into this offensive guru that I don't think he ever was yet. Well, he hasn't. He hasn't backed it up, right? And, um. Factually speaking, uh, if you look at how poor the Bears' offense was, in particular in first halves last year, but in week one uh, under Matt Nagy, the Bears are one and two, and and so far, and, and since he's been the Bears' head coach, unfortunately, they've only averaged seventeen point seven points in those opening week games, fifteen point three on offense. It needs to be about ten points better than that to even believe that you're going to be a wild-card team. Now, look, I know they were a wild-card team last year in a manufactured, COVID-manufactured playoff spot 
that they backed into, you know, they, they couldn't even win in the end. They, right. they lost and got in, then they scored all yeah, nine points in Yeah, we can't look at that as, that's not reality. That was but a two, gift that two, they couldn't capitalize on. You know, when you have the entire offseason to prepare for your opening game, they've had two offensive TDs in 12 quarters under Matt Nagy in, in week one. Now you're going against the Rams' defense on the road, and that's probably a big reason why those numbers, uh, you come up with 19 points for the total points for Bears over under in Vegas. And, it, I mean, it, it has to be better than that, and it has to be the offense putting those points up. I think Sean Desai is going to be very good as the uh, defensive coordinator, and it's great to hear – all the players sing his praises and, and be connected and tuned in and want to you know play for this guy. Um, hopefully that all plays out into an improved defense. But even if the defense can get some takeaways and they have to get more than they've had the last couple of seasons and gives you some premium and prime field uh, position, the offense is going to have to take advantage of that when they, when, when they're given short fields in particular. So, Hopefully the defense has improved. Eddie Goldman looks like he's not going to play with the knee and ankle injuries. You know, that, that's a concern. Um, a big concern, yeah. Yeah. So I, I hopefully Bears fans can uh, make a case today for why they think the, the Bears can throw a surprise party if you believe that. If they can go out there and win, 312-332-3776. Do you believe that to be the case or at least be competitive? Um, again, every everyone across the NFL landscape is basically saying it's the Rams game, and and you know Bears are just going out there as props. As you know. <laughs> well, are you taking the seven and a half and the uh, nineteen? Are you over where are you at on the uh, the nineteen Boy, points? I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I would have to bet the under if I was going to. Yeah, Vegas. me too. I and I'm not taking the uh, yeah the seven and a half. You know, Bears what? and seven and a half. I I don't even think that that's going to hold up. Yeah, um, I, I think I think they might surprise and might make it closer, or maybe even backdoor cover. You know, score late in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they might the 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 seven and a half, and I think it'll be eight eight and a half by kickoff. Um, might be an, enough points to to put a few bucks on, but I, I want them going back to what George and Ted said in January. You know, we have to see substantial improvement. We have to see progress. It was very nebulous. They, that, that's as far as of they would course. go. What, yeah, what is substantial improvement? For fans, it's kicking everybody's ass. That's substantial improvement. But, yeah, you know, that obviously isn't the measure. Yeah, I know Tyler's probably very upset that we haven't hit the break on time. So when we come back, we want to hear from you, 312-332-3776. Make a case for the Bears and and define substantial progress uh, for us. If you're Ted and, and, and George McCaskey, what – in your in your mind, in the back of your head, do you have a number? Do you have a playoff? It has to be playoffs winning you're in, or if you don't win, you're out uh, for Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. 312-332-3776. Sander and Hanley, ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Welcome back in. It's uh, Xander and Hanley, ESPN 1000, and we're going to get to the phone lines. I know a lot of people want to join the conversation, but quickly, uh, Mark Xander, I think this has to be from uh, my guy Jim Miller out at Hawthorne because mm-hmm. we had on our Twitter poll, one of the questions was, will we see Justin Fields tomorrow, yes or no, in the game? And uh, from the Hawthorne Casino Racecourse Insider's Guide on Twitter, uh, replying to that, there's a 
Uh, 0.5 over underline on Bet Rivers, Illinois for number of snaps Fields takes tomorrow. Under is minus 250, over is plus 180. All caps, take the over. Forget Nagy. This O-line will get Dalton crushed. If his helmet gets knocked off, that's one play, and he's got to sit out for one play. So here comes Justin Fields. So that, that's the logic. Well, Greeny <laughs> said it would be Foles. So there's another argument for Foles. The only one. <laughs> <laughs> so if you think the offensive line is going to get Dalton's helmet off for at least one play, and he's going to have to, you know, if they throw the flag, he doesn't have to come out, right? Right. Um, but if it's an illegal, so they said take the they said take the over plus one eighty. Yeah. Okay. All right. Jim in Aurora wants to talk about Andy Dalton, that very guy. Good morning, Jim. You're on ESPN one thousand. Good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, Brian. I think you summarized exactly a few minutes ago exactly what Dalton's going to do, and he's going to run Nagy's offense exactly the way he wants to. And I'm not saying they're going to win these games, but he's going to keep them close enough. And um, it's going to—he's going to make it very difficult for the field's uh, decision to come mm-hmm. into play. Then, and uh, yeah, and he's—he's he's exactly what they wanted in a quarterback. I think prior to them realizing they could get Fields. Yeah, yeah I, I I agree that you know they did not know that they would end up with Fields. So this way, if we didn't have Justin Fields, we would just ride be riding with the red rifle all season long. With Foles backing him up on a one-year deal, which you know basically he was going to be a bridge guy, if, right? Whether Fields Until was here we or not. figured out what was going on, right. thankfully we did figure out our future. Now we just have to see it, right? And I'm not saying they're going to win these games, but I'm I'm saying 27-24 Rams, and they're going to come in the back door maybe with some points at oh, the end. Wow! Like, like, okay, right. you got them within That's three. Respectable, yeah, it's certainly right. respectable. Thanks right. for calling. Yeah, appreciate yeah, it. thanks, Jim. Uh, we've got Derek on the north side. Derek, you are on ESPN 1000 with Hanley and Xander. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, let me let me let me be clear. What we saw on Thursday night was the perfect example of why the Bears have a, an absolute chance to win. The Dallas game plan, their offensive coordinator game plan for that defensive line. He didn't even try to run against it. He just got the ball out to his receivers, and we, we got points on the board. There were a bunch of drops by a bunch of receivers on Dallas, and they still scored 29 points. The Bears, I believe, can win this game 30-27 simply mm. because the defense, the defense can score a touchdown or at least 10 points. Now, let me say this very quickly. To your point you just made about the, the, uh, um, Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton can run this offense, but he will run into the same issue Nick Foles did. In the game, when Nick Foles will see what the defense is doing and try to make an adjustment, if you recall, he got into it with Nagy. They would yell back and forth mm-hmm. on the field. Nagy would call a timeout because Nagy is too hands-on with this offense, and he won't let the quarterback do what he sees. A veteran. Remember, Nick Foles was supposed to be with our Andy Dalton of last year. <laughs> he was. Nick knows yeah. his offense. He's going to do it. He's going to be the guy. And when Nick Foles tried to speed up the offense based on what the defense was doing, making calls. Remember Tom Brady Thursday night yelled no to Byron Leftwich when he was calling in the wrong plays. He said no. Nagy called the timeout last year. He did it several times. And then they would argue on the sideline. But you see what happened in Buffalo with Mr. Bisky. Not to say he's a star, but you see a quarterback coach or a head coach 
who knows what to do with the talent they possess and how to put them in the best chance to win. Derek, that's always been the issue. Yeah, that has always been. Yeah, thank you. Uh, That has always been the issue, Brian, as far as I've seen it, is they just, you know, Matt has just been trying to shove his program down whoever's throat is, you know, the quarterback. And and he's not really considered that. And we've seen an adjustment go on, but that really has been the overarching issue i feel well and to I'm this there, point you know get the damn play called and get it in and yep. let you know how many times do we see that the Derek talking about the timeouts because there's confusion and then a delay game after the timeouts because they still didn't know what they were doing right i mean that's inexcusable get I mean, with a veteran quarterback like nick Foles, and certainly if they believe they've upgraded with andy dalton and he's going to be much more um able to to identify defenses audible whatever he needs to do but get the damn play in and and you know get moving that that it took too long it takes there's no rhythm to this bears offense and, and that well. is a word that is a word that tommy waddle brought up rhythm there is not a sense of rhythm and you're right you Amen. need that hey we've got george in old town joining us you're on espn george what's up I can make a case that that line can get that running game going, and if Justin Fields is used in red zone and for potential long plays strategically, uh, I mean, look, if Drew Brees can sit on the side as a, uh, you know, as a all, you know, as an all-world uh, yeah. uh, quarterback, Here comes you know, Andy Hill, yeah. Dalton can sit on the side a little bit too in strategic plays, and you got to use him. He's the number one draft choice. Come, and we're expecting, and if not, let's say maybe ten, twelve plays. 10 or 12. 10 or 12 wow. wow. That would be a lot. That um, would be. Uh, thanks, yeah. George. Yeah. It, uh, it's, it, it, it's interesting because, you know, they, they did do that in New Orleans with Drew Brees, and they're going to do it again this year, certainly with uh, Jameis Winston. But the idea that as soon as I heard Sean McVay, you know, talk about it uh, in the press conference after we'd been talking about it last week or two, I thought it'd be so mad and hakey. So, well, I'm not doing it now. I was going to do it, but now they said he's going to <laughs> You're right. It. You're right. Was, he almost it, has this pride of ownership that yes, takes yeah. him out of common sense because he just, I, it always feels or it's felt to this point that he has just wanted to be that guy yeah. that creates this naggy offense that is going to be remembered for this incredible thing that he brought to the game, brought to the Bears. But the thing is, it has to be successful, and to this point, it has not. Yeah, but I, I I could just see Matt saying, "Well, we're not doing that yeah. because I I'll, I'll show him. They're on I'll to show me. Him. Yeah. It's a chess game now. I'm, you know, okay, Sean, you think you're you think you know what's coming? It's not coming. Right. And you know, as far as the running game goes, you know, whether they're going to do I read anything into it? They're going to have rotating captains, but David Montgomery is uh, one of the is the offensive captain uh, tomorrow night. Does, does that mean you know? Because we know Matt Nagy again and hanging with the hurt. Uh, swore his love and allegiance to David Montgomery and how much he loves the guy and trusts the guy and believes in the guy. That you don't name him captain and then give him a pedestrian number of handoffs, right? I mean, yeah, that, that would be a nice indicator, but uh, you know, we really don't know what that actually means. I mean, tomorrow's going to answer you know some questions, and we've been all excited to get there. Let's take another call before we hit break. This is Wayne downtown he wants to bring up uh Tariq Cohen hey Wayne you're on with Hanley and Xander on ESPN good morning guys good morning first thing I want to yeah I do want to bring up what's going on with Tariq Cohen first and then the second thing was pretty much a statement I just think 
Nagy is not a good coach, and they're going up against a guy who is a good The Bears have probably zero chance of winning the game. I think their record will be 7-10 and 10 this year. And I also have two reasons to say Nagy's not a good coach. First is when so That was one had, reason 7-10 and 10 would have been yeah, reason that's, number one. <laughs> well, right. Um, uh, uh, when he had the when he could have moved up uh, on a on a running play and got more yards for the field goal kicker, that's that's one reason in the playoff game. And then the second reason he proved to me he wasn't a good coach is when they played the Rams the, uh, um, last year, and he actually ran the ball at Aaron Donald. What kind of coach would design <laughs> runs at Aaron Donald? Again. They weren't expecting that to happen, so he showed him. He had a little surprise party for him, right? To yeah. no avail. It's that naggy offense. He's a guru. Oh God. Yeah. Mm. All right. Thanks, Wayne. Hey, so uh, three Cohen. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Bring that up, please. Yeah. Well, uh, I believe he had two surgeries because when Ryan Pace was asked if he had a second surgery, he said, "I don't really want to get into that," which pretty much t- gives you the answer, right? He had a second surgery, oh, not wow. just the one we were aware of. So gotcha. I wouldn't expect Tariq back anytime soon. Uh, so, yeah, okay. that'd be a guess. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks, Wayne. Thanks. thanks. Um, hey, when we come yeah. back, uh, mm-hmm. Jay Cutler had some thoughts on yeah, whether he did. we would see Justin Fields tomorrow night or we, whether we should see Justin Fields. Of course, he joins Waddle and Sylvie each week here on ESPN 1000. So we'll hear from Jay Cutler, and uh, we'll hear from you, 312-332-3776. Xander Hanley on a Saturday morning on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. He's Mark Xander. I'm Brian Hanley. We're glad you're with us. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. If you want to jump on in, we're here until 11 a.m., so lots of time to talk Bears White Sox want to touch on a little bit of the uh, goings-on at Wrigley Field yesterday with Chris Bryant returning to Chicago for the first time since the trade. Um, want to get to the calls, Mark. And yeah. after we do, I found the one man, the one man in this nation who believes that the Bears are going to win tomorrow night. And I will read you his take on that. But let's uh, let's hear from our listeners first. You must have had to really dig hard for that. I too. did. I did. All right. yeah. <laughs> this is Bob from uh, Roseland. Good morning, Bob. You're on ESPN 1000 with Hanley and Xander. Yeah, how you doing, guys? I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, I, I, I just, I just, I'm listening to the callers. I'm listening to everybody. Are, 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 are they insane? I mean, do they not see the trend that's been brewing with the Bears for the last couple of years? Just Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy's a toolbox, bro. Like this season, we're setting up for a bumpy ride. I, I really feel like that this season is going to be a disaster. You know, I cannot believe no one in this city is going to even can possibly talk themselves up on Andy Dalton. You see him in Dallas. We get it. The, the guy is as pedestrian as they come. And if Nick Foles was supposed to be our Andy Dalton of last year, well, yeah, okay, we've seen how that worked out for us. Not very well. Nick Foles wasn't good. Andy Dalton isn't good. Matt Nagy isn't good. Oh, I, I'm very scared, and I don't see where the optimism is coming anywhere. Chicago needs to wake up. Like, we're, we better buckle up. Bob, we're problem. starving. We're Are starving. Are we all insane? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> we're starving. That's why we have optimism. And I'm not sure it's based in reality. Uh, it's rooted in yeah. reality, but you know we're hoping for the best. But I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's brutal. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, every brutal. number says every number says Matt Nagy. It doesn't always do it. 
And whether and it's ridiculous, one of our and he talks to us like we're stupid. He yeah, don't answer any questions. No. One of our Twitter right. followers said, every time I hear Andy Dalton's going to run Matt Nagy's offense, my question is, what what is Matt Nagy's offense? Yeah. Right now, exactly. that's a good question. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good what question. Offense? Okay, yeah. yeah Bob. Get ready, guys. Bob, I, 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 want, I want you to take a warm bath today, Bob, and, and just kind of chill out. <laughs> a warm bath? Yeah. Uh, How old are you, Bob? That's yeah. the first thing that came to mind, Brian. I wasn't going to tell him to open a beer at 10 in the morning. Or I, you can I, do no, that. it's a little too early for that. Okay. I can't remember the last time I took a bath. I, 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 I had a warm bubble bath with a bath bomb. I, I've, oh, I've read yeah. about it. Yeah. Definitely, oh. definitely caught a bath water or something because this would be a brutal season yeah bob's saying it like he feels and boy there's just no hope jim lexa said what exactly is nagy's offense so right now it's no damn good uh it, it's time to change there that, are all right? kinds of adjectives you could assign to that right yeah i mean yeah. really Eddie uh, on the he, north side Eddie on the north side <laughs> wants to talk about our our rookie quarterback wearing a number one Eddie? jersey are you taking a little bath right now, a little soak? Yeah. Hey, guys, how you doing? Yeah, no, so, you're not taking a is. soak, are you there, Eddie? No, you're yep. not taking I'm a soak. I'm here. Okay. Hello? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, the water's oh, in his ears. Am I yeah. here? You're yeah, here. you're on. Okay. All right, so here here we go. Out of 85 Ohio State players drafted ever to the NFL, not one in the history of NFL has produced an elite quarterback. Correct. And here's the note of it. At the end of the year, Ohio State's quarterback and the Alabama quarterback, you're going to see it. They're going to start talking, this guy's better than Justice Fields. This guy's better than the guy in New England. And out of reports that came out that there's a lot of people picking Buffalo to win the Super Bowl this year, where did Josh Allen go to college? Yeah, right. Wyoming, is that where he came from? Uh, Mitch came from uh, what Utah? No, he's no, uh, Josh, Josh Allen. Josh oh, Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mitch came so. from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's school. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, when, uh, the, uh, the thing is, is when these quarterbacks go to these elite schools, they are passing the people that are just awesome. But these other quarterbacks that have tougher schools, I think they have to think harder, work harder, and they come to the NFL and they're good. I mean, just look at it. Look around of, of some of these quarterbacks so that you, won Super Bowls. So you're not but a Justin Fields. You, know? you, you have no faith in Justin Fields. So you're a Dalton is, fan then? No, he's apparently no, 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 no. Right. I'd rather see uh, uh, the Super Bowl winner uh, playing before Dalton. Nick you know, Foles, they shouldn't yeah. even have got that guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, you know? Eddie from the north side. Thanks, wow, buddy. That, we that, appreciate that, it. Yeah, that's Are we still doing this? Are we still yeah. doing yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to like Actually, Eddie called in the other day when uh, Waddle and I were on. Right. And he yeah. gave the same argument, the same, same argument. Look, Before are we, are we here Mahomes, saying that anybody coming out of Ohio State uh, playing quarterback position and everybody's doomed? In the future, because that's what the school does to you? Uh. Texas Tech had never had a good NFL quarterback prior to Patrick Mahomes. Right. Like, are we going to do this? No, but Texas it, it, Tech it, isn't exactly Ohio State in terms of football factory powerhouse, right? I mean, I get what it, I mean. Look, I, I think Justin Fields is going to be just fine. Now, does that mean we're going to see him tomorrow night? Uh, Jay Cutler said mm, probably not. He, he doesn't think that's such a good idea. Waddle and I think there should be a Fields package, not to just play no, him. No, that's with, an awful idea. Why is awful. that? That no, that's a Such great a idea. idea. 
Why, why no, is it not. bad? What's wrong with it? We're going to fight again. Here we go. Yeah, that, that's fine. We can do this. Because, um, <laughs> like, no like, – you – Playing quarterback in the NFL, like, you've got to get a you've got to get a flow, you got to get a feel for things, and like in and out of the game, and doing, and then having two different packages as an offensive caller sucks because now you got you got to go a whole different way. Like you want to run them around, I'm guessing is what your what your plan is. I think Sylvie and I would both probably be okay with a, a red zone package yes. for Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean it's just I mean if you're if you're if you're gonna do that, just put the kid in, and let him play the game. Yeah, that's uh, Jay Cutler joining Waddle and Silva, obviously. Um, you, you know, he's got a real good point. You know, you could pull that off if you have the right offense and you have the right players. Do we if have you the have right the right players? offensive line, maybe. And, and that, too. Yeah, throw that in. You know, and I know that Matt just has, as we've heard, that cut. We played it last week. You know, he has tremendous confidence in his play calling. We know he thinks he can do it, but can he do that? Can he create a successful situation for them to run a package successfully? If, I, if I don't they, know. If there are more people out there like our last caller who really think Justin Fields is going to be a, a complete washout and a bust and it was a wasted pick, then you know might as well move Darlington Heights and, and you know bring in a new team uh, because if, if they got this one wrong. I, you know, how far back is a franchise set? If, if Mitch Trubisky set back the Bears four or five years, sw- swing and missing on Justin Fields might be another ten. Yes, and yes. For a team that I read today, squarely was four. Their win percentage since two thousand four twenty one. I mean, think about that. Like not only good f- enough. Four, not even five hundred. In all those years, so yeah, we went through last week the forty-five Bears quarterback since uh, nineteen eighty-five, right? So Justin Fields better be the answer. The question should only be when are we going to see him? And Jay, Jay not, Cutler, not if we should see him. Yes, no, absolutely. Jay Cutler said no. That's just too much. Too much for him. Too much for the coaching staff. Um, and maybe tomorrow night it would just be too much. And now that Sean McVay said he's expecting it, Matt Nagy's going to say. Has, no. has Matt ever heard the kiss rule? Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, maybe he should try that. I'm not sure he's tried that yet. Well, when we come, Keep when it we simple. Come, when we come back, we want to hear more from our, our, our listeners because we're all over. Now we, we have we, we, we've got some phone lines stacked here, so we will take yeah. more Bears calls when we get back here. In two minutes on ESPN 1000.